0: welcome back to the edgy conversations podcast this is dan walshman i'm so excited to be back with you today talking a little bit more about beliefs i've been gone for a few days and so unfortunately i haven't been able to record podcasts i used to just grab a microphone with me and um and talk from wherever i was unfortunately if i was in a place where you know there's wind or in the car or on a bus or something like that half the podcast would be destroyed and my team would be all upset like it was really good but we couldn't hear you and so start over and of course you in that moment you can't really say it the way you used to say it and so you got to go back to the drawing board hang with me for a second i know my voice is a little squirrely today i uh, just finished a pretty intense uh, race not too not too long ago and so i feel like uh, every part of my body is screaming out like <laughs> we hate you, we hate you, we hate you. But that plays into today's discussion around this idea of belief. I was thinking this morning, as I was reflecting on the race of this last weekend, how much belief goes into every piece of what we do and who we are. Most of you know that I'm a believer. I was raised Baptist by by parents. I had uh no uh what do you call it decision making. I, I didn't no one regarded me when I was told I was going to be raised a certain way. It's how I was raised. Uh, it was a little bit older in life when I came to make my own decisions. And uh, I think I've mentioned before, most of you know that, that, that I am a believer. I went off to college. Uh, my senior year decided that maybe I didn't want to go into the medical field, although I do have family who are neurosurgeons and cardiovascular surgeons. And I thought, you know, may, maybe I should do, do good. Uh, do good for people. I had spent some time passing out rice and beans and doing some what I call light missionary work. Uh, it was more fun than anything else, I think, playing soccer and, and giving out rice and beans and 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 really uh, helping people in in Cuauhtémoc Chihuahua. That's a area in, in in Mexico. If you look on your map, it's right there in the kind of in the middle section. And I thought. What if I could spend a lifetime just helping people? It felt really good. It felt right, especially at that time. And so I went off to seminary to see if I could get the tools. I guess that's what you need, right? The tools to be equipped to, to help people. Uh, sadly, I was in for a r- very rude awakening. Talk about that cold water challenge. It falls over your head and you're like, ah. You're, that's how I felt uh, going to seminary. I had never been around people who had... Beliefs like this. Growing up, my parents, while they had strong beliefs, I felt like there was always room to discuss. I felt like there was always room to, well, I don't, what's the right verb? Postulate. What's that mean? Argue, discuss a topic. There was always room for discussion. When I went to seminary, you were graded not on your thoughtfulness of the subject but by how closely you complied with the answer that you were supposed to give. For me, I'm a quick study, or I like to think I'm a quick study. I learned very quickly how to get good grades. (laughs) You give the answer that they want to hear, and so you do that. And I'm not knocking them. I get it. They wanted us to understand and, I guess, uh, adopt the beliefs of our professors, of our teachers. I also was smart enough to know that I was not going to be a murderer uh, by, by doing anything that would not give me any, you know, a, an A grade or a B grade, right? I wanted a good grades, So it, it's dumb for me to try to purposely, uh, strike out weird direction, I guess. But a lot was changing. And I guess in your twenties, uh, well, 19, 20, 21, a lot's changing. And I was kind of I don't want to say it's a coming of age story, but as I was developing, I had beliefs that were inside me that didn't necessarily align with where I was. And so there was this friction. Now, looking back, I can describe this, right? And it sounds wonderful because you, you have words, nouns, adjectives, right? Verbs to describe this whole process. But at that moment, when I was living that story, it was horribly frustrating. I mean, horribly frustrating because I didn't know what to call it. All I knew is that something felt wrong. I'm 39 now, so it's been almost 20 years since I went off to college. If I were to give myself younger, if my younger self advice, knowing what I know now, I would say, to look at how when, when something uh, happens that I'm not expecting, look at how my beliefs drove that to happen. More and more today, I'm realizing that what happens or doesn't happen is a result of exactly what I believe. If I believe that good things will happen, they happen. I've had some times where I've been so broke, I'm like, huh hold on, babe. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get ready for something. Right? Let's get ready for you know, people to start turning off gas and water. And, and, and then I've believed that I'm doing the right thing and that it's all going to work out. And I have to tell you, it sounds a little woo-woo or however you describe that, but things have worked out. And, and maybe you're the same way. Maybe you've believed that there's, just, there's a better thing for you, that it's possible that it's coming. You're not sure how, but there's an opportunity and you're meant to be the person taking advantage of that opportunity and it it happens. Our beliefs impact everything that we do. We've, we, we had this long interview with Jim Fortin. If you haven't seen that interview, you have to go back inside the podcast feed. There's four parts to it, maybe a fifth. I think we did a recap. It was so good. So mind-blowingly amazing that we talked to him about how the stories you tell yourself reinforce your beliefs. And I've seen this weekly, daily, sometimes hourly in my own life where the stories I I refuse to, to, to move away from are the stories that end up defining me permanently. And why does this matter? Why does any of this matter? What you believe you can achieve. I'm not the one who said that. Les Brown has said it. Other very, very famous people have said it. If you've watched... Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Not watched, read the book, Think and Grow Rich. I'll listen to it on tape. Every modern book on success talks about the power of belief. And we're told, believe, believe, believe. But what you may not have been told is what is that process of belief? I've talked to some of you who are in the edgy empire who have been trying for years to get your shit together. You've been trying to turn your personal finances around. You've been trying to start your own business. You've been trying desperately to kind of fix a relationship problem that's, that's holding you back for years and you can't understand why it's broken. And it's because your beliefs. And we've talked gently about it. I haven't thrown you under the bus or even acknowledged those conversations publicly because <clears throat> I'm not here to, to make an example of you. I actually wanna help you if I can. And I've been there in a lot of cases, so I'm not necessarily a fountain of wisdom, but I can give you my personal experience. (laughs) That's probably the best you're going to get is my my personal experience on the subject. But what you believe is holding you back. That's the heart of it. That's the essence of it. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. If you don't even know what you believe, you can't fix it. That's why we've been talking about belief all this month, how to know what you believe. In fact, if you look last week on the blog, danwaltzman.com slash blog, there's an article called seven ways to know or to get clear on what you actually believe. You can't fix your beliefs. You can't leverage your beliefs until you know what you believe. There's one, a YouTube channel of a guy who makes slingshots and it makes these slingshots that are super powerful. Uh, it's a very popular uh, YouTube channel, so you can go and find it. I'm not even sure what the name of it is, but every once in a while it pops up in my feed because I'm a dude and I like shooting things, right? (laughs) Doing crazy stuff, like survival stuff. Uh, And so this guy makes these slingshots and it's really cool. Your beliefs are like that slingshot. If you don't know how they work, how are you supposed to aim your life in the direction you want to go? Think about that. Your beliefs are pointing you at the target but it may not be the target you want to be aimed at. If every single time you have a problem and your beliefs point out that you believe you're meant to suffer. So when I went to seminary, that's when I was told. That as a Christian, as a believer, my life was meant to suffer. <sighs> Can you imagine how that belief impacted me subconsciously? When problems came along, I was told, you know, those problems were good because they made me better. Maybe a better belief was, if 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 I'm not getting closer to where I want to be, I need to change things. See how those beliefs impact you in different ways. I was also told when I was in seminary, either directly or indirectly, that uh, money corrupts you. Now there's always this you know scripture that's pointed to and in the new Testament that talks about the love of money is the root of all evil. But usually how it was stated was if you have money, you don't need to rely on God. And so you're probably not as uh, spiritual. You're probably not as strong of a believer as people who are broke. Whew. Now imagine that how harmful that belief system is to you. If you are struggling financially, on the one hand, you, you, you're, you're stressed and you're confused and you're upset by all of these financial problems. On the other hand, you're being told that this might actually be a wonderful place to be because it, makes, it, it aligns with your religion. It, it makes you a better, more religious person. Now, if all of this sounds nutty to you, what I'm talking about, like, what the hell is this guy talking about and why should I care? Beneath everything you do are beliefs, and beliefs are buttressed by the stories you tell yourself. If you hate work, you're going to every day say, oh, work sucks. But if work is the thing that puts money in your bank account so you can put food on your table while you're pursuing your dream nights and weekends, then your dream is a gift from God. Or Sorry, your job is a gift from God. It's not just something that's stressful and harmful. It's, it's a gift, it's an opportunity. It's a scholarship. And this just isn't just about your job, it's about where you are in your relationship. If you believe that every time you screw up it's an opportunity to be a better version of yourself, to improve, to learn, to grow, then man, you're not pointing fingers. You're just trying to be better. I was talking to my wife the other day and, you know, much of the conversation was private so I can't share it with you, but she made a comment in passing. She said, you know, I I will never, I will, I have done nothing and I will do nothing to purposefully hurt you. I'm not trying to, you know, hurt you ever because I love you. And I thought that was a pretty awesome quote. But yeah, I'm thinking about it now as I share this with you. I will do nothing intentionally to try to hurt you, which is amazing because that means if we do hurt each other, it's an accident. It it means that that hurt comes from something else, not intention, not plan. But let me be honest with you. There have been times where I've misunderstood a situation and I got hurt. There are times where I've 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 ascribed labels to things that shouldn't be labeled, and all of a sudden I walked away with my feelings hurt or my expectations damaged and crushed. And this entire discussion is really not about relationships or jobs or religion. It's about beliefs. It's about the power of beliefs to mold you and to shape you, and more importantly, to guarantee you get to where your beliefs are pointing you. In a couple blog posts so far this month, I've been pointing you at the Edgy Beliefs Audit. Now, this is a little different. The Edgy Audit is 12 questions. For those of you who have taken it, you know it scores you between 0 and 625. There's no score on the Edgy Beliefs Audit, okay? I just want you to take it. If you go to edgyaudit.com slash beliefs, edgyaudit.com beliefs, it's going to take you to the Edgy Beliefs Audit. And you're going to get asked a series of questions. And, and all you have to do is answer the first word that comes out of your mouth or words. Work is fill in the blank. Love is fill in the blank. My boss is fill in the blank. And what's interesting is what comes from those words are honestly, your first reaction holds clues to your beliefs. Once you've done that, and that might take you just a few minutes, then we're going to serve up those answers back to you. You said work is hard. How does that help you? If it helps you. Achieve success, then then you just move on to the next question. But if it doesn't help you and somehow it hurts you, then it's on you to dig deep behind that, into that, and diagnose yourself on how your beliefs might not be getting you closer to where you want to be. Look, I'll say this in passing because I I always say I'm going to go short and then I go a few minutes over. Maybe that's my days in seminary. Who knows. <laughs> No one thinks their beliefs are crazy. Not the person who straps on a suicide vest and blows themselves up in the name of religion. Not the person who points a finger at somebody else and says, yeah, but they get away with it too. Or yeah, but they did it first. No one's beliefs seems crazy. So if you're waiting to wake up one day and feel crazy before you change, that's never going to happen and you're going to waste time and you're going to waste your life in pursuit. Of a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter. So here's my challenge to you, to all of us. Number one, know what you believe, and that starts with some introspection. Maybe some tools like I've suggested with our Edgy Beliefs Audit, EdgyAudit.com/beliefs, and then once you know what you believe, once you're closer to what you believe, it's then on you to then ask yourself a second series of questions. Is this getting me to where I wanna be? Is this pointing me to where I wanna be? Because if it's not, then it's time to change. It's time to change. Hey, thanks for hanging with me today. Thanks for hanging with me all month about this discussion about beliefs. This discussion is amazing. I'm learning and growing. I quickly see us running out of time in the month, and I'm a little stressed because I love this topic, and it, it's amazing how belief can massage and mold and propel you uh, towards success. If you haven't heard about it already, uh, then maybe you've been under a rock in the empire, but I, I'd love for you to, to be on this podcast starting on July 23rd, because July 23rd, I am launching an amazing new miniseries called the Bring Your Own Awesome Bring your own awesome. Yeah. Bring your own awesome. And it is, it is amazing. Um, it is this mini series. You're going to hear from the Brock star. You're going to hear if you haven't already heard the promos from Sarah and Matt and many others in the community, then, um, then you're missing out. This mini series is the place to be. It's starting July 23rd. So set your calendar, get ready. The bring your own awesome is about ready to launch, okay? See you back here in a few more days as we discuss beliefs and then as we launch the brand new amazing series.